A terrific Tuesday to each of you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Last night, two of the top four teams in the West faced off against each other as the Grizzlies visited the Phoenix Suns. And in a setup that did not seem likely for the Grizzlies to win, not only did two of the top four teams in the West beat up, but two of the top backcourts in the West met as well. And on a night where Chris Paul and Devin Booker were on the court, it was Desmond Bain and John Morant that stood out as the better backcourt. On the Grizzlies' significant victory over Phoenix and what it means for both Bain and Jaw plus the Grizzlies moving forward. That and much more on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to one and all, and welcome to the post-game Tuesday edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, and a very exciting one when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get right into it in just a moment. Of course, you can find myself at StatsSAC on Twitter, the show at Locked On Grizz. You can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. Make sure you listen, review, and subscribe. I always want to make sure we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preference. You can also find us right here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoyed the show. Let's others who enjoyed the show find the show. It makes the overall experience of the show the best it could possibly be. I want to remind you also of Truebill.com, our title sponsor for today's show. With Truebill, listen, it's the holiday season. We all love free trials, but we don't want that to lead to unexpected costs. Make sure you use Truebill today in a way to be able to manage your subscriptions without having to worry about hidden costs piling up on you. So let's get right to it. The Memphis Grizzlies go into Phoenix last night facing off against Chris Paul and Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, who even though they lost on Saturday, on Christmas Day, to the Golden State Warriors, clearly the Phoenix Suns arguably are top three team in the NBA this year. However, a day after the Grizzlies themselves ran into a bit of bad luck, Hours before the game, losing Dylan Brooks and De'Anthony Melton, the Kings getting back De'Aaron Fox. After the Grizzlies got a bit of bad luck, but were still able to get a needed win in convincing fashion against the Sacramento Kings, it was the Grizzlies that got a bit of good luck on Monday evening as it was announced before the game that De'Andre Ayton, who had entered health and safety protocols, would be out of the game for the, the, the Suns on Monday night. And that certainly played to the Grizzlies' favor for a team in the Grizzlies who obviously had been winning games as they've been shorthanded by getting into the paint, being able to rebound, being able to really be able to force the issue on their opponents in the paint, especially with John Moran back, it stood out for them to have another opportunity to do that. And that's exactly what they were able to do early on in the game against the Phoenix Suns. A tightly contested first quarter where the Grizzlies got out to a pretty pretty nice lead, but Phoenix came back. And then from there in the second quarter, the Grizzlies were really able to pull ahead. They were able to find their success. Desmond Bain shooting from the outside. John Morant was able to find his rhythm inside as well. The combination of John Morant and, and Desmond Bain, despite the fact that arguably one of the top three backcourts in the NBA and, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker were on the other side of the court, it was Bain and Morant that really were making the difference. But then in the third quarter, a night after it was the Grizzlies 
who had really stood out and made a huge difference in the third quarter. The Grizzlies, or the Sun stuck with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, though, were able to continue to build their lead. They were able to get out to a 15, 16, 17-point lead at times through the third quarter. Once again, the Grizzlies showing that they are starting to find their rhythm in the third quarter, much like they've done in years past under Taylor Jenkins, but now we're able to find the success once again in the third quarter against the Suns, and they were able to go into the fourth quarter with a 15-point lead. But unfortunately, the Suns, there's a reason why they're so good. There's a reason why they were in the NBA Finals last year. There's a reason why they're a favorite to return once again in the Western Conference this year. They came back very much supported by Devin Booker's overall night of 30 points. They were able to hit timely threes, get defensive stops, and the Suns actually made a clutch shot on a Devin Booker three with five seconds left in the game. But then all the Grizzlies had to do was call Jaw, and he delivered once again another game winner, as we've seen him do before, against quality opponents. John Morant going up against three or four Suns. He had to go into the air and adjust his shot because he was very well defended by Mikel Bridges and Devin Booker, but still was able to get the job done. And the Grizzlies were able to win 114 to 113. Now, similar things to how they beat, you know, common themes were certainly here for the Grizzlies that you expect game in and game out for this team right now. 62 points in the paint versus 46 for the Suns. The Grizzlies did not, the Grizzlies shot the three decently. But more importantly, they were able to keep the Suns from having a successful night, limiting the Suns to only 11 of 13 from three. The Grizzlies overall, unexpectedly, they were the ones who had a tough night when it came to turnovers. The Suns were able to get 25 points off turnovers against the Grizzlies. One of the reasons why the Suns were able to come back in this game was because of the fact that the Grizzlies were eight, had turned the ball over so many times. This was actually a game where the Grizzlies had 88 possessions to the Suns' 90. The Grizzlies lost the possession battle. But where they were able to make it up once again was on the boards. 15 offensive rebounds, 15 more rebounds than the Suns. Steven Adams, an outstanding night. 16 total rebounds, including nine offensive rebounds, seven assists, 13 points. The consistency of Steven Adams is starting to show. And we'll obviously talk about Jaw and, and Desmond Bain in just a moment. But Steven Adams was the third member, was the third big part of the successful trio that helped the Grizzlies out last night. When the Grizzlies were without DeAnthony Melton and Dylan Brooks due to being in health and safety protocols, how has Steven Adams responded? He absolutely has dominated on the boards. But the bigger thing than that, is that he has set new season highs in assists. Six last six on Sunday, seven on Monday. Keith Parrish, a friend of the show over at uh, Grits and Grinds and Fast Break Breakfast, he pointed out that Stephen Adams has more assists or more games with five or more assists this year than any other season in his career, and he set season highs in each of the past two games. The ability of Stephen Adams to find different ways to contribute, just not off the boards, but now converting them to points on an easier basis and becoming a facilitator that we were teased with and saw earlier on in the season, it could not have come at a better time. John Conchar, seven points, nine rebounds, once again stepping up and again outside of scoring, was able to be a supporting factor. The Grizzlies bench on Monday night was not as, was not as big of a factor but they did well enough. They did a well enough job, especially defensively, to be able to make the most of 
the opportunity. And the Grizzlies were able to get a needed victory. And this time around, once again, though the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are showing the trademarks of sustainable winners a few weeks ago against Portland, against Sacramento, the Grizzlies got down big. They had big stretch runs to get back going late to get victories. In this game against Phoenix, a team that's a title contender, a true, they are the, the Phoenix Suns are one of the five best teams in the NBA. They have one of the five best odds in the NBA right now to win the NBA title. And even without eight, the Grizzlies were up big. Phoenix came back all the way to take the lead, but John Morant was the closer. John Morant was the closer that he needed to be. And he absolutely stood out. And that's the overall significant thing that comes away from this beyond the Grizzlies getting a win once again against one of the best teams in the NBA, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But it was the combination of Desmond Bain and John Morant and possibly, you know, without question, actually, their best proof to date of just how good of a backcourt they are. On a night that they shared a court with Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, two players who certainly have legitimate all-star claims this year. It was John Morant who made the best campaign to be on an all-star team this year. And it was doing and it was Desmond Bain who showed again he should be in the most improved player conversation and obviously was part of the better duo last night in Phoenix. That's what stands out. And that is what's continued to stand out for John Morant and Desmond Bain. Now both healthy. Desmond Bain's amazing run, which we'll discuss in just a moment, over the past 20 to 21 games over the base, over the past month, basically, and John Morant being back, the Grizzlies truly have one of the best backcourt duos in the NBA, and that's a big reason why they find themselves in the top four in the West. We'll discuss that in just a moment. Before we do, certainly do want to talk about True Bill. Listen. Obviously, the Grizzlies have a lot of different options that they like to look at when it comes to their offense, defense, what have you. I'm sure there's plenty of options that you like to look at when it comes to trying out different free trials that are out there, especially during the holiday season. But the thing is, those subscriptions can turn into unexpected hidden costs. And the best way for you to be able to handle that and prevent that from happening is Truebill.com. And the reason why is because on average, Truebill.com saves its users $720 a, a year from hidden costs. It does a great job of notifying you when a free trial is about to become due and preventing you from getting those hidden costs. And overall, it's just a great way to utilize your bills over, or excuse me, your subscriptions overall on a monthly basis. Go to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Check out truebill.com. It could literally save you thousands per year. Check out truebill.com today. Obviously, we want to thank you for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast. We're now nearly 40% of the way through the season, and the Grizzlies and obviously other teams are certainly making plenty of headlines. Obviously, the impact of COVID and also getting into the trade deadline season as we get into the new year. All that covered on the Locked On NBA podcast, free on podcasts wherever you find them. Also right here on YouTube. Make sure you check out the Locked on NBA podcast as your second listen of the day after you check out the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So walk through this with me. Right now, the Western Conference truly is the inferior conference in the NBA. There's no doubt about it. I believe that as of right now, there are currently uh, five teams in the West that have a winning record. That is correct. Checking right now to make sure. But yes, that this is correct. Five teams in the West currently have a winning record. And, and at the end of the day, 
excuse me, actually four teams in the West currently have a winning record as of this show being recorded. And at the end of the day, let's not, you know, let's be honest. In the Western Conference, there are two, there are tiers. The Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns are in a tier of their own. Utah is in that second tier, and then it's everybody else. However, the Memphis Grizzlies are legitimately the fourth seed in the West right now. Three and a half games up on the next closest team, which is the LA Clippers in the Western Conference. But besides the fact that the Grizzlies' impressive stretch of games in December, and before I get to any other points, I want to make this one point, and I want to make this one point very clear for everybody listening. I said it last week on my Christmas wish list. I want to say it again as clearly as I can make it. Taylor Jenkins is your Western Conference Coach of the Month for December. There's no debate, no discussion, no conversation, no argument that you can come up with for any other coach. Taylor Jenkins is your Western Conference Coach of the Month for December and is making it clear that he absolutely should be in contention for Coach of the Year in the NBA this year. If that does not come to fruition, if Taylor Jenkins does not win Western Conference Coach of the Month for the month of December, it's an absolute travesty and a joke. One of the biggest reasons why the Grizzlies are where they are right now as a team in the Western Conference compared to their peers is because of Taylor Jenkins. Yes, he has his struggles, but damn it, he has shown time and time again that he clearly knows what he needs to do, especially in the big moments, to put this team in the position to win, and that's what they're consistently doing. He's taken this team in less than a month, and a lot of this time without John Moran, from still being like a, looking like a team in a rebuild to looking like a team that is ready to be a sustainable and proven winner. And the results are following with that, with that as well. Taylor Jenkins is your 2021 December Western Conference Coach of the Year. Now I'll get off my soapbox and get back to my point. But obviously, the thing is, is that the Grizzlies may not be on the same level as a Utah or a Phoenix or a Golden State consistently. But here's a big, big thing. Here's a big common factor that is standing out as to why the Grizzlies are fourth in the West right now. The Golden State Warriors, the guard play of Steph Curry and Jordan Poole, and Klay Thompson eventually when his when he comes back. The Phoenix Suns, the guard play of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Utah, the guard play <laughs> of Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. And the Memphis Grizzlies in that fourth spot, the guard play of Desmond Bain and John Rant. If you look at starting, if you look at the production of starting backcourts in the NBA this season, the Grizzlies are fourth in points per game. They're fourth in field goals made. They're top 10 in field goal, they're top 10 in field goal percentage per game. Now, the Grizzlies have had a lot of games where they've started three guards. But the point that I'm making is that with each and every game, like last night, where we see John Morant and Desmond Bain become only the fifth combination of Grizzlies players in franchise history to score 30 or more points and the most combined points from a starting Grizzlies backcourt in franchise history, Desmond Bain and John Morant are one of the top best backcourts in the NBA. And right now, they are a top 10, top 8. I won't go as far as top 5, but the Grizzlies 
between John Morant and Desmond Bain have one of the best backcourt combinations in the NBA. And the reason why is they complement each other so well. As has been mentioned, John Morant in this year, where he's having an all-star campaign, has stood out as one of the best paint scorers in the league. Obviously, the best guard, the, the best paint scorer among guards in the NBA. Desmond Bain is now on a, coming into last night's game, was on a 20-game stretch where he had made 63 threes and was shooting 48.4% from three. Over the past month, no player, in the NBA, shooting as much as Desmond Bain is on a minimum of 100 attempts, Desmond Bain is the most accurate shooter in the NBA. The Grizzlies have a top 20 overall scorer and John Moran at point guard in the league. They have a top 15 shooter in the league and Desmond Bain, the perfect compliments for one another. And last night, in which Desmond Bain got a career high and John Morant once again scored 30 points against one of the NBA's elite teams, there's your point of proof. Just like the three teams in front of them in the West, the Golden State Warriors, the, the um, Suns, and the Jazz, the biggest reasons why those three teams have been the, atop the Western Conference this season and the calendar year overall is because of their backcourt duos. Well, now you can put the Memphis Grizzlies in that same conversation. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to the Jazz, the Warriors, or the Suns, but it's clear. It absolutely is clear that John Morant and Desmond Bain are one of the best backcourts in the NBA, and it's one of the biggest reasons why the Grizzlies not only have earned the position that they've been in to be that fourth team in the West, but why they should be able to sustain that success. With Jaw playing like an all-star, Desmond Bain playing like a most improved player, with Jaw being a top 20 scorer in the league, Desmond Bain being a top 15 shooter in the league. In today's NBA, productivity on the perimeter, productivity from your guard position is essential to being a sustainable winner. And the Grizzlies have found themselves now with one of the best young backcourt duos in the NBA. And they perform at their best when it counts the most, when it's needed the most against the league's best. Once again, the Grizzlies have now, this season, they have gone on the road and they've beaten Golden State, they've beaten Utah, and they've beaten Phoenix now, including beating Golden State and Phoenix on the second half of back-to-backs. And a big reason why was once again the play of Jaw, Desmond, throw Dylan Brooks in there, and you've got one of the best perimeter starting rotations in the league. And it's needed in today's NBA, but the thing about it is this for the Grizzlies, is it's consistent. You saw it from Dylan and Jaw in the play-in. You saw it from Dylan and Jaw in the um, in the playoffs. You saw it from Desmond and Jaw when Dylan was out to start the year. You saw it from Desmond and Dylan when Jaw was out for much of December. And now you're seeing it once again with Jaw and Desmond with Dylan out now. It's amazing how they're, it's interchangeable with that trio. But especially when it comes to Jaw and Desmond Bain, last night, was the best evidence to date that the Grizzlies truly have one of the best complementary backcourts in the NBA and also one of the most productive. And that is probably the biggest reason why, in my opinion, they not only find themselves in the fourth place in the West with a very, very comfortable in a very comfortable position, nothing for them to rest on their laurels for, 
But they're being three and a half games up with how much the Western Conference has struggled. The Grizzlies are clearly in a very, very good place. And the biggest reason why is because of their young backcourt. They game in and game out, producing at levels that hardly anybody expected for them to consistently produce out coming into this season. But again, it's not just Jaw and Desmond Bain who have really stepped up. Again, Steven Adams, the starting lineup, and the Grizzlies finding their success against the NBA's best. We'll discuss that in just a moment. So the Grizzlies now, I mentioned it, you know, for the first month of the season. We're now two months into the season. And for the first month of the season, the Grizzlies were one of the probably the more frustrating teams to bet on in the NBA with how much they struggled you know, going, you know, winning big games with then coming back and losing by 20 or more points. But if you enjoy betting and wagering on sports, right now, the Grizzlies are one of the best bets in the league. And if you enjoy betting on and wagering in general, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to be able to do exactly that. Head to the mobile website or on your laptop. And if you put in the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the USC, whatever you choose to bet on, all of those are available to enjoy at betonline.ag. Make sure you check out betonline.ag today. The fastest and easiest way for you to bet on your sports action day in and day out. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, the Grizzlies are going into the new year. So what about some New Year's resolution when it comes to the Grizzlies? Not much at all has changed for the Grizzlies. So maybe not that many resolutions, but how could they potentially improve in some key areas to remain consistent with this winning stretch? I'll look at that tomorrow on, on the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. But as I mentioned, the Grizzlies now stand at 21 and 14, and they now are firmly in that fourth place in the Western Conference. Not only are they three and a half games up in the Western Conference, but they also are now four games up in the division, and it's just, it's a great place for the Grizzlies to be in. But one thing that really needs to stand out, and that, you know, it's probably a point that I've mentioned before, that others have mentioned, but it's a damn good point to be repeated. The Memphis Grizzlies have earned their spot being the fourth team in the West right now. That's correct. They've beaten Golden State, Utah, and Phoenix now on the road, including twice on back-to-backs. They've beaten other playoff teams. They've beaten the Clippers twice so far this year, who are fifth in the West. They've beaten Denver, who are now sixth in the West. They beat them twice at home. They've beaten Dallas once. They've beaten Minnesota. They've beaten the Lakers. They haven't played the Spurs yet, but those are the remaining teams in the Western Conference playoffs as of right now. And the Grizzlies either have a win or multiple wins on each and every one of those teams, and again, including the fact that they've beaten all three of the top seeds in the West on the road this year. This Grizzlies team, if if you want one huge thing for 2021, it's not just that the Grizzlies have gone from unlikely playoff participants to now potentially being a top four team in the West in, in, in a year. That certainly in itself stands out. But it's the fact that this Grizzlies team consistently, even if you may not expect it, they play their best. They get the job done against the NBA's best teams, especially in their own conference. I think 10 of John Morant's 16 games, when he scores 30 or more points, have come against title contenders. He's done it four times against Utah. I think actually five times against Utah this year, if you include the regular season 
and the playoffs, including a Grizzlies franchise record of 47 points. Dylan Brooks did it in the playoffs. Stepped up against San Antonio in that first playing game. Stepped up in the playoffs to support John Moran. Stepped up in the absence of John Moran throughout the middle of this month. Jaron Jackson Jr. has stepped up and has been one of the more consistent low post defensive players in the league. And the combination of him and Steven Adams have come together as one of the better front core defensive duos in the NBA as well. Jaron talked about it in last night's press conference, just how much he has enjoyed not only learning from Steven Adams, but also playing with Steven Adams, who Jaron says is a great guy, but he certainly also acknowledges, like many other haves, it's not just Steven Adams making the impact on the boards. It's also Steven Adams making an impact through passing the ball, through becoming more of a scoring resource when it comes to converting those second chance points or being a low post passing option. But don't let it hide, don't let this hide the fact that Steven Adams is delivering on his overall ability to make a difference on the boards like few others can. Steven Adams had nine offensive rebounds last night. He now joined Zach Randolph and Jonas Valanciunas as the only players in Grizzlies franchise history to have five or more games where they have eight-plus offensive rebounds in a game. Zach Randolph holds the franchise record for eight times in a season. Steven Adams has done it five times in 35 games. There's not a better offensive rebounder in the league than Steven Adams. But what we came into the season talking about, what we came into the season needing to see, was could Steven Adams lead those second-chance opportunities into points? And to start off the year, there was a bunch of finesse, man. There was there was a bunch of instances where, from a, from a perspective of fan, from a fan base who had been so used and so excited to seeing Jonas Valanciunas convert these second-chance points at will, or convert these offensive rebounds to second-chance points at will, the fact that Steven Adams wasn't doing it, I'll be honest, was frustrating at times, but now he's doing it. Now he's doing it. And that, again, is another example of just how much this offense is clicking. How the starting lineup, everybody is doing their job. Steven Adams doing his rebounding. Jaron Jackson Jr. being an inside-outside presence on offense, but also a defensive disruptor in the paint on defense. Desmond Bain doing his shooting. John Morant doing his overall scoring and playmaking. Whether you have Dylan leading the defense when he's in there, or you have a John Conchar, for instance, or a DeAnthony Melton, who are contributing in a variety of ways, everybody is not only doing their role, they're focused on what they need to focus on. They're focused on the responsibilities that the coaching staff relies on them to do. Every single one of these players are doing their jobs in those roles, either at a significant or elite level. And the numbers show it. Not only this month, but the lineup numbers show it. The defense shows it. You get the combination of John Morant and Desmond Bain, supported by Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr., supported by a bench trio of Tyus and Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton, to go along with what should be a top 10 defense for the rest of the season, you've really got a combination absolutely no one wants to see going through this stretch run. I'm not saying that the Grizzlies are going to be this year's version of what the Hawks were last year. I'm not saying that the Grizzlies should be favored even in a playoff series. But what I am saying, and I want to make this as clear as I possibly can, 
to the level of what I mentioned when it came to Taylor Jenkins winning Western Conference Coach of the Month, which should be without debate. It should already be that 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 should already be sealed. I will say this, and I will repeat what Jaron Jackson Jr. said as well. The Memphis Grizzlies are a top team in the NBA. They're not one of the five best. They're not, in my opinion, a true title contender as of yet. This Memphis Grizzlies team is out of its rebuild process, and they are converting, and they are showing, it's starting to show, they have reached that sustainable, proven winner status that many of us have wanted to see. And it's not because they're riding this 13 out of 16, 12 out of 17 streak of wins in a month's time frame. It's because when you look at the trademarks that you need to be a sustainable winner in the NBA in today's league, the Grizzlies have them all. Playing like a top-tier defense, a top-tier backcourt, a combination down low that's very versatile, can contribute in many ways, both offensively and defensively, a very good and deep bench, and depth that can step up into bigger roles when it needs to and deliver. Those are the signs of sustainable winners in the NBA. And the Grizzlies are firing on all those cylinders right now. A huge, huge win for the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Their three-game winning streak is a thing of the past. Who cares? 21 and 14. Three and a half games up on the fourth spot in the Western Conference. Four games up in the Southwest Division. One of the best damn backcourts in the NBA. A true most improved player candidate in Desmond Bain, a clear and undisputed 2022 All-Star in John Morant, and your 2020, your December of 2021 Western Coach or Western Conference Coach of the Month in Taylor Jenkins. That's a lot of very, very encouraging and very, very exciting labels that I just threw out there. But the key about it is this: all of them have been earned. And the numbers and the vibes and the excitement all suggest that they're going to be sustainable moving forward. Now, the key is, is to make the most of this opportunity and continue to do it as the tough schedule ends 2021 and we head to 2022. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. An exciting, encouraging, really fun Western Conference road trip. We'll talk about the Grizzlies coming into the New Year, some New Year's resolutions, some fun resolutions. When it comes to the Grizzlies on tomorrow's show, and then obviously previewing their game against the Los Angeles Lakers as well. Until then, we'll talk to you again soon. Hit that subscribe button here on YouTube. Check out the show at Locked on Grizz on Twitter. Myself at StatsSAC. Always a pleasure. Go Grizzlies. Hope y'all are having as much fun as excitement as I am. And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.